0: Good day and welcome to Business Line Podcast. I'm your host, Siddharth. Welcome to our special coverage ahead of Budget 2023-2024. India is an agrarian economy with about 54.6% of the total workforce engaged in agricultural and allied sector activities as per the 2011 census. Rs 1.32 lakh crore has been allocated as part of the revised estimates of the 2022-23 Budget for Agriculture and Allied Sectors. What are the areas that the government is likely to focus on in agriculture, this budget, and what are the various stakeholders looking forward to from budget 2023? MR Subramani, Head, Commodities and Agribusiness, the Hindu business line, takes us through the agricultural sector's wish list ahead of budget 2023. Sir, welcome to BL Podcast. Hi. 1.32 lakh crore has been the figure allocated for agriculture
1: in the budget 22.
0: What are the major spending this past year?
1: In uh, 2022 and 23, the major spend of the agriculture allocation was towards the PM Kisan scheme. 68,000 crores of rupees were spent on this. And then besides that, the rest of the amount was towards interest subsidy, crop insurance and other such welfare schemes. However, what we have to keep in mind is the amount the center spent on fertilizer subsidy. Initially, the fertilizer subsidy was supposed to be around 1.5 lakh crore or something. But because of the Ukraine war, the fertilizer prices went up and at one point of time, the government estimated that it its expenditure on fertilizers could be around 2.3 lakh crore. However, the fertilizer prices cooled down a bit. So now we are looking at a forex outgo on fertilizers at between rupees 2 lakh crore to 2.2 lakh crores. We'll have to see, but this is one of the Uh, major uh, things uh, that we'll have to watch out in the budget, this is part of the subsidy for fertilizers.
0: A major part of the budget was allocated for the PM Kisan scheme last year. Will the government focus more again on providing social security schemes this year?
1: Yes, there are two reasons for it. One, when the Prime Minister announced that they are introducing PM scheme, it was to be a regular feature for the farmers, especially poor farmers. So they are getting a meager. Maybe they are getting only about 6,000 rupees a year. But it forms a very crucial part in a farmer's life. And that is very key. So there is unlikely to be any change in that. Maybe if the government is looking at the elections next year, there could be a rise. The other reason exactly for not uh, tampering with this will be elections. 2024 will be the year of elections. And this government would want to ensure that it doesn't discontinue any scheme or doesn't really embitter farmers on any front. So this scheme will continue and uh, there should be no surprise if the centre wants to re- hike the uh, subsidy or the allocation under the PM Kisan scheme. With the Modi government's increased push on natural
0: farming over the years, how much did it figure in the 2022 budget and what has been done as part of it?
1: in the 2022-23 budget, one of the key features in agriculture was the natural farming. It was part of the finance minister's budget presentation. So she made that India would also look at natural farming and she announced that a five kilometer Ganga uh, corridor in the, on the banks of river Ganga would be chosen for natural farming. But things take some time to proceed. So it was only in December that the Minister for Agriculture Narendra Singh Tomar said that a national mission on natural farming was being launched at an outlay of rupees 1584 crores. So that's the beginning. So in the 23-24 budget, the government could come up with more focus on natural farming and we'll have to see what sort of uh, Uh, what sort of allocations are going to be made but definitely but definitely the government is looking at all options and all sorts of farming natural farming organic farming traditional farming and also modern farming where farmers can use best hybrids and even genetically modified seeds this
0: last year there have been a lot of agri-related export bans are they likely to have a negative effect on the government's revenue this year
1: not exactly, because uh, there is nothing the government gains through exports except that your trade of balance is ensured. But there are other ways by through which the government has got a good amount. Like, for instance, sugar exports we are we are doing very well, uh, though it has curbed it because it has to balance the domestic demand with the export uh, outlook. So it was for that reason that India had to, you know, curb or ban certain products. Wheat exports were banned rice exports were curbed with a focus on white rice and the fully broken rice. Fully broken rice the government wants to ensure that uh, the poultry sector is not starved of raw material and also it wants to ensure uh, that uh, the ethanol producers also meet the target. So that was one of the reasons why fully broken rice exports were banned. White rice is being used widely across the country so there is a 20% export duty on it in fact that will result in the government getting some income out of it wheat exports have been banned but by that time almost 7 lakh tons have been exported despite the curbs on rice exports we are still doing very well on the basmati front we are getting a 40 percent more than what we got last fiscal so that is an increase in the revenue for the government all these returns that we get on exports will ensure that the balance of payment is comfortable for india And also what we have to see is that India is importing oil from Russia. So that is giving it some sort of cushion against whatever shortfall there might be from the curbs on agriculture exports. Again, sugar exports have been curbed at 100 lakh tons, but it has resumed in November. It is now permitting 6 million tons or 60 lakh tons. Already they have signed about 55 lakh tons. So there also we are getting a very good price. So, there's nothing to worry because of any ban on exports. And also, we have to see that if you're not banning exports, then it could lead to imports which can be very costly. Because if India enters the global market to import any agricultural commodity, then prices tend to increase sharply.
0: What are the different agriculture sector participants looking forward to? Under that, farmers and farmer organizations, agri-startups and technology stack providers, and the microfinance
1: what those participants are looking for? The, the outlook for the farmers and their organization. Number one, farmers and farmer organizations are looking for better income. So they are looking for some sort of comfort, maybe increased support. They are also looking for uh, increasing the for various crops. There are demands to legalize MSP, but uh, because of WTO norms, it is going to be a tough task. What is happening is that there are demands to revive Derivatives trading in various farm commodities. In December, the government extended the ban on derivatives trading in seven commodities. So farmers are looking forward to lifting of the ban. And then there is now a demand from various quarters that you know government agencies like the Food Corporation of India or any other. Uh, organization which are into procurement or even nafed they should enter the futures market or they should start uh, you know uh, getting involved in the futures market so that there can be a clear signal on the price front and also how the demand supply scenario is enacting and then the texts and text what has happened in the last 2 years is that there has been a tremendous progress as far as technology is concerned particularly in agriculture uh, The artificial intelligence has uh, come in to play a very big role. We have machine learning also playing a big role. And then we have the drones, which uh, in the last budget, the government gave priority for that. So all these three plus other technologies are coming in. So there is going to be a lot of stress on technology in agriculture, and that's seen as a way forward. So there are a lot of expectations on the government supporting technology and ag tech in the budget. Also, what people are looking forward is to getting more private mandis on the uh, more electronic platforms or uh, through private initiatives, which can ensure better returns to farmers. So these are the sort of expectations that we are seeing from the farmers, farmers' organizations, and also experts.
0: Fresh off the BL Agri and Commodity Summit, what are the big takeaways from the event? Business
1: Line had a good summit in Delhi on January six. The consensus is that India has made tremendous progress in agriculture. However, farmers' income are yet to double. It's almost there, but we are yet to achieve that objective. And the other one is that we have the wherewithal to be among the top five agriculture in the next six to seven years. The target is 2030, but we are hopeful that we could reach uh, well before that time because there is enormous potential for India to increase agricultural exports, provided we don't face the Situation that we faced last year, where we had to balance between domestic demand and exports. The other important thing is that for Indian farmers, need to diversify their crop. One of the views at the summit was the farmers could shift their cultivation from cereals to agroforestry, to horticulture, to other uh, commercial crops also. So this will result in their increased income and also uh, give India a better opportunity to come up and this will also give a better opportunity for the Indian economy to rise further.
0: After the dismissal of the farm bills last year, are there any real reforms possible in
1: this year's budget? There are reforms possible in this year's budget but it will come in subtly. Like what has happened is a few days ago the central government has cleared a proposal to change the bylaws for agri-cooperative societies. These are credit societies but the bylaws have been changed in a way that they can participate and take part in trading they can fill in the roles of mandis so that is a sort of reform that is coming in so it is possible but we'll have to see in what way but the cooperatives could now be a vehicle through which the government can carry its reforms what are the challenges that are there for agriculture that the government need to look in and address in budget food security is one important issue that the central government will have to tackle in the coming budget. Uh, last year, we had heat wave that affected wheat production and then deficient rainfall is reported to have affected rice production, though we are waiting for further details. These two are issues that need to be addressed and there is serious concerns over climatic change. Climate change can result in problems uh, with regard to food security and we need to balance that. What is happening is some some uh, countries like China, they are now focusing more on food security. In neighboring Pakistan, we are seeing people fighting with one another for a bag of wheat. So these situations should not arise, and the government has has to look at these aspects. And because of the climatic changes that that are occurring. Uh, three continuous years of Nino, well, you know, which has affected production in one way or the others. Wheat was affected last year. The year before, we had uh, other oil seeds being affected. So these are some of the repercussions of weather changes. So the government will have to look at some sort of avenues to uh, look at climate changes or funding research on climate changes and what can be done as far as uh, sustaining production, agricultural production is concerned. The other one is The coming year, there are uh, concerns over El Nino occurring. El Nino leads to drought and uh, that could be an issue that India could face. If El Nino becomes a reality, monsoon could be affected. So the government will have to keep that in mind when it prepares the budget this year.
0: Thank you, sir.